This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Law & Order Special Viewing Unit, the show where we view, review, and lovingly mock everyone's favorite cop drama, the show that will never end. Uh, what show is this? Law & Order SVU. Yeah, I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm just hanging out. Matt, Matt quit, so it's just, just going to be me. For the next ninety minutes, are we really uh, yeah. gonna do this? You're really, we're not gonna, you're not gonna intro me. Oh, look who comes crawling back! <laughs> I never left, Aviv. I was all. I, I guess my halitosis isn't such a problem anymore. Aviv, we're not even in the same states. How would the halitosis even come into play? Do you know that? ABBA won uh, the Eurovision contest. That's how they became ABBA. I, I did not know that. Yeah. They won with the song Waterloo. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm your co-host, Matt Reuter, since Aviv is not going to go ahead and uh, and set me up for, for an intro <laughs> here. Hi, Matt. Hi, Aviv. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I Oh, God, this week has been really nuts. It's been an exciting week for you, Aviv. It, ha- it certainly has. Uh, the theme of the week is ants. Ants? Ants! Well, I think I'm going to go with uh, with mustangs. No, so we so so I've definitely seen more ants than I have a mus- mustangs. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, what happened with the ants, Aviv? So we were away. Uh, how how was your week, Aviv? My week was great. Uh, we were away for a couple of weeks, and um, and when we got back, there was not. Well, I didn't leave any real uh, stuff in the sink or like I, the house was pretty clean, but the kitchen was just full of fucking ants, oh, like oh, like no. m- massively covered in ants. And so the uh, th- I think it was because of the heat, because it was really hot in L.A. So they um, literally after we after we recorded last week, which was the day after I got back, mm-hmm. I walked into the kitchen to get fix, fix myself some dinner and there were just ants everywhere and so I, I just like poured bleach all over the kitchen and left and they they all died uh they well most of them died but they they keep coming back so um it's been a rather like a insurgent of, force yeah yeah it's been a, uh, about a week and every every day we're just committing ant genocide we bought 
uh, raid and boric acid, and we're just co like coating the windows and doors. And um, Leanne really, really, really hates ants specifically because one time last year we were at a sushi restaurant and there were just like ants coming at her crawling all over so we were about to sit down to watch a movie last night mama mia and uh she she walks into the living room and looks at the floor and goes oh no they're <laughs> back i shouldn't and be so, laughing that's terrible no it was great i started laughing too and so we just raided the floor and like mopped the floor with the raid and then watched mama mia there you go that sounds like a lovely evening minus the the ants Oh no, they're back! <laughs> Why does she sound like Don Pardo? Whatever she's—I don't know. That's but that she doesn't normally sound like that. It was adorable. Musical um, guest, ants. and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ants. Um, yeah, and also uh, Matt tipped the hand a little bit. We um. We also bought a 68 Mustang today. Yeah, that's exciting. You, should, you just randomly sent me a picture like, so it might be buying this today. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're shooting something this weekend that requires a cool car. And so, you okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're shooting something this weekend that involves a cool car. And so to rent a cool car for a weekend is about four or $500, like, a, like an old classic car. And uh, we've been talking about buying an old classic car for a while. And so we just, like, for the last week have been scouring Craigslist and bought one today. Uh, it, it needs a little bit of work, but it drives. And now we're in the owners of a cool old Mustang. That's awesome. I, I, I was, like, you just said to me, I was like, wow, that really escalated quickly. Yeah, it certainly did. We bought it from a lovely Armenian fella. Oh, well, there you who's go. Who's like, you must, you must pay in cash. I am hiding money from ex-wife. Did he seriously say that to you? Yeah. Well, okay. That uh, feels illegal, but uh, there you go. Uh, yep. I mean, there you go. But okay. Who's gonna know? Who's to say? Apparently, not the ex-wife. So, uh, not yeah, not the ex-wife. <laughs> if, if he crossed his crossed his teeth, so, out of his eyes. Yeah. How was your uh, How was your week? Not a not a whole lot going on. Uh, I uh, met up with uh, my one. The buddy who I went to college with, uh, who lives out here, and uh, had another buddy who uh, also went to college with us, who was in town for a conference. So we all got together and uh, had some dinner, had some laughs. It was uh, it was good to see everyone again. Uh, but yeah, other than that, just kind of kind of getting back into stuff today, uh, listeners. We are going to be oh my God. viewing and reviewing a stellar episode right of SVU. It is season four, episode fifteen, entitled Pandora. And this Ooh. one, there there are different types of good when it comes down to SVU. This is one of just like the genuinely good ones. There's also some points that make absolutely no sense. Um, yeah, there there is there is a bit of craziness in this, but it's this is this is a real pot boiler. Yeah, but it's it's not the craziness that uh, that we often get in this. Uh, so, uh, as usual, Aviv, you're going to hit us with a 60 second recap. Just oh before you God. do that though, just a quick reminder to the listeners, all the episodes are available to watch on Hulu and we recommend that Hulu. you, uh, watch the episode before you listen to our take on it. It'll probably make a little bit more sense to be able to follow along better, but if you don't want to, eh, you know, do whatever yeah, you want. So Live we'll your go life. fuck ourselves then. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll go fuck ourselves. Uh, so Aviv, 60 seconds or less oh my God. as on usual. The clock. 
why don't you tell us what the fuck happened in this week's episode of SVU? <laughs> Uh, Mariska Hargitay had the week off, everyone. So, <laughs> see you next week. Um, okay, there's this lady found in a car with her lips super glued shut. She's found in a car trunk. Um, and her husband also has been murdered. So, Elliot's on the the trunk lady, lip lady, and this other fucking fanook who looks like uh, Robert Sean Leonard is um is investigating the murder and they're pretty sure that it's the same doer because like what are the fucking odds and so what they find is that the the woman was a kitty porn vigilante who was working liaising with the u.s attorney's office to trap or entrap possible kitty predators and there are two missing girls. One of them they discover is in the Czech Republic. So Elliot just like actually goes to the Czech Republic and definitely not to Greenwich Village um, for a por- portion of the episode. And they and it just brings them right back home. And they just like pu- fuck up like a shitload of sexual predators. Uh, Dick Wolf. That was close to 60 seconds. I mean, you were a little over, but that was close. Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, so the episode opens with, with a couple that's, that's really on the verge of divorce. Um, are they even married? I just assumed. I thought that they were dating and it was like a terrible fucking date. So he ran out of gas. I ran out of gas. (laughs) Inside joke for us listeners. That one was for us. Because how's he going to get home? Exactly. It's the ultimate dick move. Was that, whose idea was that? Was that yours? No, it was Bill Benz. Oh, yeah. Bill, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Bill Benz. Love a Bill Benz. I went to the baseball game with him a couple months ago. It was either Bill Benz or, or Talbot. One of the two. Sounds about right. Yeah. One of the two. Or, or Shadzik. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All of these mm-hmm. reasonably could be any one of them. All married now. Well, good for them. I think Peter's married. Anyway. I digress. Anyway, uh, yeah. So like the the car ran out of gas. So meanwhile, they're in like a the on the bridge. I thought they were under the bridge. No, they were under the bridge. I and that's I'm, where I'm fairly certain we drew some blood. Yes. Uh, fucking. But like, it appears to be such like a desolate area of town, and they apparently ran out of gas directly. Behind slash in front of the only other car that is in the area, like right next to it. Yeah, right. Which I'm like, how convenient. And the lights are on and the car is not still running, but the lights are on. And the dude's like, why the fuck do you have a cell phone if you don't have it on you? And she's like, why did you put gas in the car? He's like, the gauge is broken. And he's like, why did you run out of gas? He's like, I didn't run out of gas. The gauge is broken. I'm like, that thing, that's a sentence that doesn't make sense. You still ran out of gas. Is there gas in the um, car? Then you ran out of gas. But I also read that there. I was like, why would you own a cell phone and not carry it with you? Isn't that kind of the point? Especially yeah, then, I guess whenever... In o in 03, I guess you could get away with like, oh, I left it at home because it's not glued to my hip. Well, no, I get that, but it's like, then why do you have it? I I agree. Is it, have, isn't the point have a cell of phone it, to use it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, fucking, so she's like, go flag out a car. So he goes to the car that is literally three feet from him. <laughs> He's like, there's no one in that car. Yeah. You could probably could have seen that through the window, but I whatever. So they're like, oh, great. There's no one there. And then they hear like a... 
we're coming from the trunk. They're like, oh my god, there's someone in the trunk. Uh, there's someone in the trunk. They pop the trunk, and there's this woman beat to hell. And the lady's like, fly down a car right now, as though that wasn't what they were trying to do for their gas issue. But right, whatever. it's the same. It's the same problem. Because there's you can see cars going in the background. <laughs> Different but, problem, same solution. But they're like blocks and blocks away. Just yeah. like the, in the wide shot of that, like it's, it's like they're nowhere near the cars. Uh, and then uh, what we get? We get Liv and Stabler show no, up. No, no, is Liv even there? Yeah, she's there because she takes the victim to the hospital. She's got like yeah one one line in this episode. She's like, I'll there go are, with her, and that was that was basically it. There's a ton of cop extras in this, so it's like, oh, I handed it off to Officer So and So, Officer Hooji, what's it? How you doing? I haven't seen you since that thing we covered up. <laughs> I think it was covered up. Um, yeah, so the uh, the the doer super glued the victim's mouth shut, which is that's that's, that's fucked, fucked up. up. That's fucked up. I love it. And so it, I mean, it, I don't love it. Whenever, I hate it, but whenever know. they're putting uh, the victim on the gurney and putting her into the uh, and her, the victim's name is uh, Meredith, I believe. Meredith. Yeah, uh, Meredith. Uh, not Meredith Brooks. That's a singer. Meredith something. I'm just going to Meredith. I'm going to go with Meredith here. Uh, fuck it. One of the EMT, like, Stabler asked a question, and the EMT is like, uh, she wasn't she wasn't awake or something like that, so we had to crank her. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's not supposed to, like, there's just, I, like, jargon think, said, but, like. So, so crank is an amphetamine, right? Like, yes. Like, the drug. So, I'm assuming that they gave her a shot of, like, adrenaline is, is. That's that's the connection that I made with literally no evidence to support it, but that's well, just but what she I was assume. conscious because she was moaning to get out of the trunk. Why won't you say something, lady? <laughs> we figured she couldn't talk, so we gave her adrenaline. Only then did we realize that her she, mouth was... she ripped her own lips off. <laughs> we, we gave her some angel dust, and then she fucking <laughs> she pulled a hell in the hut and jumped off the bridge. Uh, oh man, another deep cut, desperate lives. Right, uh, fucking. But it was just like, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, yeah. So then, I I did enjoy the moment wherever because they were like, okay, they they eventually they find not eventually like they find very shortly thereafter, like it was uh, it was the the keys weren't in the car, but they find her purse and, and her wallet. wallet. Right. But they find the the wallet and I guess her purse, whatever like that, that had all the money, all the credit cards in it, but her uh, her license was gone. And Stabler's like, why would anyone do that? But then he has this realization moment where he's like, oh my god, it's got the home oh, address. Oh my god. But I, I will Which, like, I will say this: this was a very I thought a, a very solid uh, episode from Christopher Maloney in terms of his acting. Yes, he he hits a lot of notes in this for sure. Yeah, and he it's not just like he's not always just playing it to eleven. Like he's he's playing well, well he is, he, but at, then at we points, realize that there's more. There's more than eleven, is what we realize. Right, but I'm saying, but he's it's not like a, a solid acting performance where he's just pulling like a concept like Sean Penn from Mystic River, where he's just like, yeah, is that my daughter in there? Yeah, it's not doing that. But like whenever he's like, oh my god, it's got the home address on it. Like even that little moment, like the facial expression. The way he's emoting, yeah, he's was pretty good. He's doing a lot of good work. Um, and also like there is this kind of explanation toward the end. It's kind of it's the last line of the episode mm -hmm. explanation of why he's always so wound up, which is interesting. Um, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah, it was it was uh, a good good I d good character week for Stabler. Um, and so they go, uh, they go to the the house and find that the husband her her husband Meredith's husband has been 
killed uh, with like a blunt instrument and their hard drive has been ripped out of their computer. But not the laptop, which was like in the Well, drawer. so they haven't found the laptop. So so there's this other officer there. Um, uh, Bishop. Bishop. Yes, thank you. Um, who which is looks such like a great, Robert... It's such a great cop name. Oh, Bishop. So Bishop just reminds me of the um, the droid from Aliens, he, whose name is Bishop. Yeah, uh, I, not at all for me. He kind of reminds me of um, fucking like basically like a, 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 a if you were to mix Kevin Dillon, Matt Dillon, and Stephen Baldwin. He's a, he's the lost Dillon. He could be a lost Dillon with a just a god awful haircut. So the guy's name is William McNamara. He look he he's credited as Billy McNamara. Um, he was in the movie Copycat, with which was supposed to be good, but I never saw. With Sigourney Weaver, yeah, and Holly Holly Hunter, um, and he's I remember when that worked. movie came out, getting it got very very good reviews. Um, he's he's still acting a lot. Um, oh, but he's not bad. Not, he's just acting against someone no, that's far better. He, he's a. Uh, He's not like the last thing that's even been like notable that he was in was an episode of the astronaut the astronaut wives club where he played Robert Kennedy, which is a good role for him. He looks like Robert Kennedy. Uh, yeah, sure. All right, I can see it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm, so I'm trying to look at what else he's been in, like not a, not a lot, but he's pretty good. He he looks like Robert Sean Leonard from House, and um, who's Robert Dead Sean Leonard? Dead, the, the boy who kills himself from Dead Poets Society? Never saw. Oh, spoilers. Now I... No need, I guess. <laughs> That's not even the end. Oh, oh, boy. Now, who did he play in House? Who's Robert Sean Leonard? Uh, the friend, Wilson. Oh, I don't know if I see that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyway, so Bishop's so th- like, this yeah. is my... This is my... It's just, it's just a jurisdictional thing. pissing contest at this point. Because cause there was a murder, and the murder trumps the sex crime because the husband wasn't raped before he was bludgeoned to death, um, and says, like, oh, I'll give you a call if we need anything. Right. And, they, and, and that's when he pulls out that there was, like, a laptop that they didn't find. Or they did find because they find it. No, no, the, they being the murderer, the doer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, well, no, the cops find it because they bring it out into the other room. Yeah, <laughs> Saying, yeah. look, there's a laptop. Um, so the, uh, that's our theme and we come back from our theme and they like hang a lantern on, um, where Liv is, which is like away. Like, oh, where's your partner this week? She's out at the courthouse doing whatever. No, this, this is what it is. And I was, and this is, I like, I wrote this out. I was like, this doesn't make any sense where it's like, so the, we find out that the, uh, the, the rape victim, uh, that Liv rode with to the hospital died or died. Did, oh yeah, she died. She, yeah, she died. Or yeah. maybe we don't find that out at this point, but I think we do. Um, and that Liv quote caught a child abuse case at the ER. End quote. Right. I'm like, I don't know if that's how that works. Where it's just like whoever's closest to the crime gets to gets to work the crime. It's like no, typically there's a there's a rotation to things because she was there with a rape and and consequently murder victim you kind of figure that would take the priority over yeah, a child one abuse thing case. at a time uh but apparently not it's just like oops you get tagged you're in you do that now 
yeah, I, can you explain this to I, I I know we we call this out a lot on this show where we're like people people actually have weeks off. That's a thing. So that whenever you sign your contract and it's a 23 episode season, you are not contracted to do 23 episodes. You're contracted to do I mean, I think it's on certain things because like you look at sitcoms, it's like you don't watch an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry's not in it. Or like Friends yeah. where like Monica just misses a week for no fuck reason. Is this exclusively um, for like dramas? I don't know. So this is a good uh this is a good Give us a peek behind the curtain, Aviv. Give us some this industry shop talk. This is a good question for Leanne, who is not available to answer the question right now. But I will we I will get back to us. Just could drop it in. <laughs> yeah, or or next week. Yeah, or something. Fair enough. Uh it's just interesting because like again, you think of all big television shows. And you don't get that on. I mean, we brought up House. This show, I'm thinking of. At what other other big dramas like your Grey's Anatomy or some like Shauna Rhimes show? Like, there's very few episodes where like you just have an entire character that is just gone for yeah a week or so, two. So um, it, it's interesting because I kind of never asked the question, but but every time we see a show and they're like, we're missing an actor. Leanne just like kind of shrugs and goes, "Oh, it's that's per- that person's week off." It's like just a thing that happens, probably negotiated in the contract. Like the I mean, show I, is gonna, yeah, the show is gonna go twenty three, but your contract is for twenty one or something, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I get that. I guess I also just think about the fact that like, okay, twenty three weeks. Now, obviously, shooting schedules are different than the actual release schedule, so like you're working for far longer, but you also have your yeah. hiatus months where it's like. You can schedule your vacations then or some and shit. And there's also, yeah, there's also, like, if there are other projects, like, or, or the, the really common Good one is Good when people get pregnant. Right, but, they, actors well, but here's the thing. get but, pregnant, they'll, like, t- like there was a, a classic one in um, in How I Met Your Mother. Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? Uh, I, I've seen a handful. When Allison Hannigan get, got pregnant in real life, she had to leave the show, and so their their workaround was that they had Barney Stinson tell a joke that was so offensive that her character Lily just left for three months. Uh, she just walked away. There's also a good one in Frasier where uh, when Jane Leaves was pregnant, they sent her off for I forget how long, and they sent her off to like a day. They basically played up the fact that she was gaining weight, but they just made it seem like she was <laughs> they like... They sent her to a fat camp? Yeah, they sent her to like a... a they called it a, a day spa, and then whenever uh, the the episode that they filmed right after she actually gave birth, they put a line in with like, oh, because that was when uh, Niles and Daphne were together. Like, oh, how's mm. uh, Daphne doing at the day spa? And uh, Niles was like, oh, she's doing good. She She's already lost like eight pounds, like whatever the weight of the actual baby yeah, was. Yeah, eight pounds, four ounces. And then yeah. when she comes back, she they have like a whole reveal, like it's a whole thing whenever she comes back. It's like they make a whole storyline out of it. So, But at Cute. the same time, but you also think about the fact that Mariska Hargitay was pregnant during uh, SVU as well. And they like sort of sent her off, but they didn't. And we'll get... <laughs> they just put her behind a bunch of plants. No, no, no. They sent her off because it, they, they did send her away to work on some sort of like an FBI task force or something like that. Mm. But she's not gone from the show because she's in some ep- not a not every episode, but she's in a handful of episodes because she has to work with Stabler on certain things. But she's like on a desk job, so like she's just always seated behind a, a desk, so you don't see the. No, no, don't get up. I'm fine. No, that's basically what it is for real. But then you also think about what like uh, Seinfeld when Julie Louis Dreyfus was pregnant on there. They didn't. 
they just like dressed her in baggy clothing. Yeah, yeah, and like put stuff in front of her. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with contracts. But anyway, uh, so she's gone. I don't know why. It's her week off, and uh, and so they um, she's working that child abuse case. Yeah. So Craig, so Stabler kind of wonders aloud, like, oh, why would they glue her mouth shut? And Craigan's like, well, they were sending a message. The message was to shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like there's <laughs> that one. Like, you don't need an elite squad of detectives to figure that one out whenever someone's mouth is super glued shut. I'm pretty sure that message is pretty kind of clear. Yeah, pretty loud and fucking clear. So um, they go, they yeah. go to her work where we get Bobo Anthony and Anthony Edwards. Oh my god, he is Bobo Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Goose, I got your six. Oh my god, fucking yeah. So he's just his business. He's doing is great because he is just shuffling around those books and like casually putting them on the shelf. Uh, Love it. But he's he's trying to be the stand-in for Anthony Edwards on ER. Yeah, he's, he's like, look at this business. <laughs> look at all the business I'm doing here. Uh, but he reveals that uh, you know everyone loved her, but. You know, there was no one at work that was like jealous of her or anything like that because she actually almost got fired a couple months ago for, because of like performance issues. And then, yeah, she was very, very, very quiet. She kept to herself a lot. And then and they changed, changed her email seven times. Yeah. And then he reveals that she had like changed her email seven times, which A, why does that guy know that? Uh, B, why, why does that guy know that? Like, what? I. Why does he need to? Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't. She's not changing um, her he, work email seven times. Like, why would I he know think, her personal I th- shit? I think this was before the idea of work email. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like you oh, get one email know. for life, motherfucker. No, but they call it out specifically because they even say like, oh, it's from a dot. They're, he was, she was sending shit to like a dot gov email address. A, and Oh, later. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Stable yeah. identifies it as fuck. Uh, uh, I'm, I'll save the reveal for when we get to it, obviously, for those of you that haven't watched the episode yet. Do you know what I'm up against? It's, uh, it just So we established, okay, odd odd bit of behavior, changed the email yeah. seven times. Also that she didn't have a work computer. She brought her computer from home. Uh, I thought it was the that the laptop was her work computer rather than having a, like a desk terminal. Like she just had a laptop. Oh, I, I didn't think I was, it was a personal laptop that she was I thought bringing it, in. I thought it was uh, it's same difference, right? Like, like she I mean, had one arguably. laptop that she brought from home to work and back. Uh, sure, okay, that's yeah. Um, so Stabler then goes back to uh, Bishop to find out what's on the laptop because now he knows the laptop was hers, and therefore Correct. it should not be 
I mean, it may be pertinent to the murder, but it also is. It's his. It's his evidence, not not. Yes, it's his evidence because it's her laptop. Now, meanwhile, Bishop's like, you don't know it's her laptop. I don't even know it's her laptop. No one knows. No one knows whose laptop this is. You haven't established. There are unknown knowns, and there are known unknowns. There's unknown unknowns. Um, (laughs) So they also. uh, So when when he returns to Bishop to get to retrieve the laptop, Bishop has kind of unlocked it. And has found a bunch of kitty porn, like fifty pictures worth of kitty porn. Yeah, nothing. Now, nothing says this is going to be a fun episode like the the revelation that there is kitty porn involved. Yeah, so I have to say something really delicately here. Um, so obviously, they're not going to show kitty porn on on TV. Really, Aviv? You mean they're not going to commit a felony? Obviously, right? And and maybe on they, HBO they'll tread those and, waters. And I don't. They will want commit them a crime twice per episode. Per episode. Um, so I, I also I don't want them to obviously commit a. I don't want to see kitty porn. Hot I don't take. want anybody to commit a crime. Hot obviously. take of Eve. So, but my my hot take actually is when we see these photos, they look like totally normal. For the most part, there's one of them that's really gross. Um, but like of of the younger um, one who, who turns huh. out to be a- Amy, right? I'm gonna go ahead and dissent Just on that opinion. Let me let me let me Aviv. Let me fin- Aviv. Let me finish Aviv. I can I can always cut this out. This re- <laughs> who watches the Watchmen, Aviv? So yeah, it, I mean, the, I the rope may, maybe is gonna get just long enough for you to hang yourself here. But go ahead. So maybe I didn't notice anything really compromising, but especially of the younger girl, it just looked like regular kind of fun childhood photos. She looked like she was having a miserable time, but she was totally clothed and was not in any sexual position. Mm, it was suggestive, and the location being on like the ratty. Bed and you could see. The oh, photo see, I t- didn't know. I I didn't even notice the ratty bed. To be honest it's with like, you, I just it's, saw the it's girl. Do it like the poses are. While yes, fully clothed, but like a shorter skirt in the positioning. Oh no 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 no! I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about the other one, the the really young girl, like the eight year old. Yeah, I think they still had some stuff where it looked a little. It looked a little suggestive. Suggest. I mean. It, in terms of what you're saying, in terms of the fact that, like, uh, scantily clad or anything like that, no, not to that degree, because this is still network television. Right, right, right. So, I you think know, you're, you're, getting, my own... you're getting the most sanitized version of kitty porn, but you want to suggest what's going on, and even looking at them, I was like, I am uncomfortable looking at this. So, so that I, I think that's the thing, is I, um, for whatever reason, wasn't, un- I didn't like them, but I wasn't, like, deeply uncomfortable like the characters were because like the tech is like oh i looked at these until i had to throw up and i'm like all right but okay so here's here's the thing with that though i think i think perhaps because i knew that it was supposed to be child porn my brain immediately went to like looking at like if you had not told me that if you just like were to put a series of photos in front of me, I might have been exactly. like, okay, fine. Exactly. But the fact that you taint it by saying this, that, is, that it's porn. this is kitty porn, everything yes. automatically becomes like, oh, well, that's suggestive now, 
which is right. what I think they need to do, obviously, because they can't show exactly kitty exactly. porn but on television. So it like it made me uncomfortable. Well, I mean, the 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 older of the two certainly made me uncomfortable. Yeah, the older of the two, especially because there was like one where she was sucking her. Oh thumb, my god! Like, that, there we go. Yeah, Shut that, it down. That one, I was like, I I feel like I'm on a watch list for watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that one really had a, had the desired effect on me, but the younger one was um like on purpose so tame as to not like fucking trigger people that it didn't the 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 actors reactions of like oh this is disgusting. No, but you're like, supposed to but at the same time like felt like there's a the actors missing link. But the actors have to react that way because in, of in this world Think of it. It's the it's, it's the sanitized version of what they can actually show. But in order for the yeah, realism of not, the show to persist, you have to be like, "This is kid porn." So react right. like it's, it's not, fucking kid porn. It's not the actor's fault. It's not the show's fault. Like I I don't have a suggestion of what they should have done differently because like I definitely am not advocating for anything. Well, I mean, more I have suggestive I, I have a suggestion of what they should have done, which is. Don't ever not show shown anything. Don't show any yeah. of the photos. Just have like the like a two shot of like you get like the glow of like the, the fucking monitor mm-hmm. and just them like clicking through and being just getting increasingly more upset. Yeah. And maybe we get like a close, like a super, super, super close up of the face. And that way we can make the association when she, when we see her later, but like, we don't need to see or do it like uh, do it somewhat like take those photos that you did show, but do it like, uh, like the one frame Tyler Durden shit in fucking Fight Club where you just get like that flash for a second. Oh yeah, so that's it's, so fucked up. It's not enough for you to actually like absorb everything that's going on. You just get like kind of shapes for a second and then you it yeah. it that way and, but and you're the not attack gonna, with which that comes at you is is jarring in and of itself. And you're not gonna do that on network television for a show. No, like that's this. that's kind of extreme. Just as like a technique as a film technique, that's a little extreme for television at this time. Yeah, so if you do like a, a Fincher, like at the end of Seven, with the uh, the flash of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head, like in white, yeah. for that like two frames, and then the yeah, yeah, the yeah. cut out before he kills John Doe. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think I think I'm on fair ground to spoil the end of Seven for people yeah. at this point, right? What's in the box? It's her head. So <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of lewd pictures of two girls one of them's around 14 one of them's around eight uh they they're both jane does jane's doe at this point um is that the proper i don't know is it jane's editors doe? in chief jane's doe no i'm aware of what you're saying attorney yeah attorney's i actually general. think it probably is um and uh yep so then they what's the how do they find nick too shy um, through the IP, the ISP address or the IP address. Yeah, yeah. They, so they, they go, track it they... down to some dude, Nick Too Shy. Oh, is... because she was corresponding with Nick Too Shy at wiremail.biz. She was corresponding with him, and she got these pictures from him. She being Meredith. She being Mer- D- yes. Meredith, who has died. Yes. And so um, the the tech who is kind of scrubbing her computer is like, oh, this is disgusting. All she would do is watch porn and chat about porn. Yeah, and so I have some issues. As we'll we'll get into it. Uh, so we're going with the assumption that she's some sort of like a kitty porn 
Vigilante, yeah. The, well, no, oh, no, connoisseur. No, no, connoisseur For at now, this yes. point, yeah. Connoisseur, yeah, So yeah, yeah. then they go back to uh, the station, uh, our, our detective stations, not Bishop Station. And they're running through because they're like, oh, she saved all of her chat logs. So they take all the chat logs, they're reading it, whatever like that. And they're like, why would you do that? Well, Stabler's they the call, only— They call it out. Yeah, yeah, Stabler calls out the fact where it's like, she's got all this— Stuff and she saved. Meanwhile, Bishop is just like, "Is this your partner?" Because there's a picture of Liv and her mom, which also doesn't make sense because Liv doesn't have a good relationship with her mom uh, on her desk. And he's like, "Hey, does your uh, does your partner date?" And Stabler's like, <laughs> like, "All kinds of guys, guys. tons yeah. of guys." Yeah, someone hits on Olivia remotely. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so Stabler's the one that points out the fact that she saved all of the chat logs, which basically is just like implicating herself. Only that. And then guy's like, whatever. She's a bishop's like, whatever. She's just like a perv. She's weird. That that shit happens. And then he's like, but she also tries to set up meets, but she says that she's a 13-year-old girl. So whenever the dude shows up to meet, she's going to yeah, see well, she, that she's not right. a 13-year-old girl. You can't, like, and deceive your way out of that. The the homicide detective, his... His immediate thing is like, oh, it's just wish fulfillment. Like, she's just, like, role-playing or whatever. Yeah, it's like a fantasy thing or something like that. Yeah. And that's when Stapler kind of has the light bulb where he's like, well, maybe it's... Why else would you do that? Maybe she's just trying to, like, help or, like, entrap these people. Right. And that's when they then go back to the tech and they, like, pitch him that theory. And he's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. She has been sending a large amount of uh, emails and data and all these chat logs to a, <laughs> to a .gov address. <laughs> And it's like, like motherfucker, what the fuck were you doing before? Like, that's a crucial piece of information. Did you just graduate from clown college, you motherfucker? Like, he's eating a donut as he's coming out. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention the fact that she's emailing the FBI. And uh, he gives up, like, the email address. And that's where Stapler realizes that the person that uh, Meredith, our victim, was emailing is not the FBI. In fact, it is the U.S. Attorney, one... Woo! Claudia Williams! Played meow, meow, meow. by... Pam Greer. Do you know what she's up Mrs. against? Mrs. Pam Greer. She yeah. is back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and the yeah. question is, do you know what she is up against? Here comes the corkboard, baby. There we go. I had to get that in there. I had to get, yeah. the, I had to get the Claudia Williams air horn in there. So yeah, uh, they they um, they they talk to Claudia Williams. She's like, "Do you know what I'm up against?" She actually doesn't say that at all in this episode. Okay, we but also I still we, love so it. So I have some issues with Claudia Williams in this, but let's 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 get into this. Um, they talk to her, and she's like, "I we can't really do anything. We can't pull his i i." P address or whatever unless we know that he has one or both of the victims because like right now he just emailed someone some child porn or we can't pr- we also can't prove that he's the murderer like we can't prove fucking anything so find me some proof and then I'll get you a warrant and he's well, like fucking Stabler, what? Stabler goes in playing hardball and he's like you're gonna give me all the files that well he first yeah, gets her right sh- you can't play hardball with Pam Greer he, well hold on but he first like he goes in there and is like uh, Meredith, whatever the our victim's name is, Meredith, whatever her last name is, like was basically doing your dirty work for her, for you guys, and fucking like now she's dead. So 
you're going to give me all the information on all the files that she sent over to you because uh, Pam Greer was like, she's helped us put away five pedophiles in the last year. Like, trust me, I'm upset about this. We want to catch the guys, guy or guys or girls or whoever did this. We want to, we want to catch him. And Stabler is just like, you're going to give me all the files. I don't care about compromising your investigation. And then Pam Greer just like hands over a, a whole like dossier of files. And I was like, and, not, and so in my notes, I was like, not for nothing. I'm kind of surprised that Claudia Williams gave up the information so willingly, given how everything went down last time. Yeah, her yeah. Path she's probably, SBU, she should not be that eager it, to help them. It literally compromised her two-year investigation and and just destroyed everything that she had. Like, it all fell apart last time that she worked with Benson and Stabler. So, unless she was assuming that Benson was to blame for everything that went wrong, I don't understand why she is so willing to help SVU, given how much she did not want to help SVU last time, and was kind of right, actually. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that because they're, like, trying to save this girl's life, she's a little bit more willing to help, but, like, I don't know, whatever. I, it's just it's it, it it seemed like a total 180. Yeah, well, not a 180, like a like a 120. Yeah, like, she did she did help them last time. It's it's more not in SVU's favor than than it For is. For sure. Yeah, it's not it's not a 45. No, it's not a 45 or a night. It would be 90. I'm saying it's not a 45. It's not it's not it's, it's 90 bigger. Would be, it's 90 would be halfway. Yeah. But you said it's not more favorable to SVU, which would be like a 45 or a 60. But, all right, either way. <laughs> um, so they go back to SVU, and uh, it seems like Bishop is kind of taking to this line of work. Um, and and uh, Stabler invites him to kind of join the team or put in for a transfer. And he goes, nah, I like my victims dead, which is not what you want to hear or say ever i i do believe it's actually craigan that calls that out specifically oh to transfer yeah craigan's like bishop you're uh, around here you trying to transfer he's like for my victim's dead officer craigan is like all right have a good day <laughs> don't, don't, don't. get into the elevator um, gotta go by and he's like here's some coffee elliot elliot looks at it like this might be poison but god <laughs> i don't like you but god damn it i respect you <laughs> yeah so they uh so they eventually uh somehow um they find the the mom. ID ID no well they ID her, the 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 older girl in the pictures as Mia Van Wagner. The FBI does because Pam Greer was like we have facial recognition software that we oh, know that's with right, the that's right. uh, Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and so they use facial recognition to track her down. So they get the the name of the older of the two girls, and so they go to talk to the mom of the older of the two girls. Right? Yeah, uh, that's how yes. it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and, and she's like, my daughter isn't allowed to internet. Yeah, that was great. It's like, hey, does your daughter go online? Like, she's, we, we're, we're Mormons. We don't believe in, in caffeine or the internet or something. I don't know. And then uh, they're like, they're asking her all these, the, the mob all these questions. And she's like, what's, what exactly is going on? And they're like, um, well, and, we may have found some kitty porn pictures of your daughter and the mom's like let me see them immediately and Stabler's like um <laughs> like, no no fucking way are you kidding me well but again here's the point where i was like this is this was actually a very solid acting performance by stabler where he was just like you you don't need you don't need to see yeah, you him. don't want to see him and he's yeah. like i have a daughter i have daughters uh I, this is not something i would want to see this is not the last image well, not the last this is not an image you want of her in your mind 
Correct. So, yeah, but so but he delivers it see. with like genuine empathy. Yeah, like, he's Bishop, pretty tender. It's yeah. interesting because he is no longer the loose cannon. Bishop is more of the loose cannon in this episode, as we'll see in the next scene. So he is t- he is becoming. He is taking on the more tender role, which has been vacated by Olivia. Yes. So I think that that's why we're seeing more range from him in this in this episode because we're used to seeing him being be the hard ass. But here's the thing that bothers me is the fact that like knowing that Chris Maloney actually has that range, and we know that Mariska Hargitay has both ranges as well because we've seen her go rogue as well. Or if we haven't yet, why, we're, we're going to. Why don't they, yeah. Why don't they explore this more? Like, the characters don't have to maintain the same roles all the time. The whole point of this is that they're dynamic characters. That well, everyone can be everything. I don't know if they're supposed to be dynamic. I think that they're, they aren't supposed to be dynamic characters, right? Like, they're, but I'm they saying, do but they the both, thing. They both demonstrate the range. The actors show the ability to yeah. demonstrate that range. And I don't know why... They don't write more episodes where they like kind of Freaky Friday a little bit. Where yeah, like, I would I would like that, but I'm assuming plenty of fans wouldn't. Given given the feedback to the Last Jedi, I'm pretty sure certain fans would not be uh, that happy with characters kind of Freaky Fridaying like that. Well, I mean, I think that's an unfair comparison comparing Star Wars fans to SVU fans. That's true. That's true. Given the fact that some idiots are trying to remake The Last Jedi, even though they don't have oh, the IP God, or so the investors, funny. like that is that's fantastic. So funny. They claim to have the invest. Oh, we'll have the budget. Yeah, but you don't own the rights, so their whole thing is dead on. Even if you had the two hundred million dollars to remake that movie, you don't have the rights. You don't have the rights, so you're dead. Which in the is water. how the f- that's how the original Star Wars got made in the first place. George Lucas wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie and couldn't get the rights. Yeah. So maybe they just create the uh, the the next biggest franchise of all time. I mean, and if that's what happens, good for those guys, I guess. Good on but you. Like, good on you, guy. I don't think that's going to happen. If you create the next like one hundred billion dollar industry in terms of a, a movie franchise, then you know what? I guess then we're I'll all, eat my hat. Then we are just all fucking idiots, I guess. But like, you you sound like a bunch of fucking chauvinistic fucking nerds. Whiny, yeah. Also, guys, these are movies. They ultimately do not affect anything in your life. Yeah, I mean, I think that they can, you know, movies can be very affecting. Obviously, we we both care about movies a lot and cinema a lot. But it's, it's the fact that they are, that people are so, that people think that a new one that you don't like invalidates an old one that you like is bananas. It's like not even close to yeah, it's being like the, the truth. The Star Wars prequels, I despised, generally speaking. I still like Star Wars. But the first three are still cinematic gems and masterpieces. Yeah, we both That we both I revisit hated. frequently, and they are fucking fantastic. And they are we, they're great storytelling vessel. Like, it's everything. Like, what, what the hell is your fucking problem? Yeah, we both really didn't like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, but I never uh, thought about sending a letter to to universal being like please invalidate this as canon and remake it because but here's the thing jurassic world colon fallen kingdom was supremely dumb and we we did a bonus episode ranting about it but at the same time it was entertaining because we literally had fun talking about how dumb that movie was. Yeah, so like movies are whatever you want them to be, man. Like you got to calm not you, but like one, one has to calm the fuck down. Yeah, like my god, people, get a, get a goddamn job. Get a hobby.
get a fucking hobby that doesn't involve uh, the the female stars of the new movies having to getting, delete their social media yeah, because you are bullied just off of Instagram. fucking cockmongers. Like, oh my but God, that's, guys. That's That also, like, I'm sure that many, many people who didn't like that movie are didn't like it for reasons other than there was there was diverse characters but like when you are siding with the white nationalists you might need to relook you might need to take another look at your priorities i'm just saying like it's it's interesting how in all the people that were in the sequels that people are like the uh force awakens and the last jedi that people may or may not have a problem with, it seems to be only the female ones that are getting the brunt of this. Like, I don't think John Boyega yeah. is having to delete anything off of he, his... He's getting a little bit of flack, I, I don't, but not I, nearly I don't think Harrison much. Ford is getting a bunch of fucking flack for coming back for another one. I don't think Mark <laughs> no. Hamill is being lambasted for coming back. I don't think whoever's oh, mentioned... because because the weird narrative is that he's like, someone put a gun to his head for him to say those things as Luke. Like this is this is just insanity. Yeah, it's nuts. Anyway, uh, so toxic they, masculinity. To- oh God, toxic masculinity. So um, masculinity so fragile. So seriously, uh, the, the beautiful uh, thing they, about saying that is the fact that no one could ever really respond to it in any sort of a way that they object because it only further reinforces the concept. Yeah, that's that's from. So I just mentioned that that Netflix special, Nanette, the uh, the comedian um, uh, Hannah Gatsby tells this joke of she loves making fun of straight white men because they're such good sports. (laughs) They take they take jokes about themselves so well. I mean, it's just it's so it's so funny. Like, I mean, it, it also is like also the same way, like if you call someone crazy. They can never defend themselves because then <laughs> you're just being crazy. You're just being crazy. So like it's a little There's unfair in that crazy. regard. Yeah. So I, I mean, can understand not... that, but I, I enjoy the irony of of it. Like the people that would use that same argument for people that are like, oh, they're just crazy because they're women. It's like so. Yeah, like, well, I doubt just, that we're, You've got toxic we're masculinity not... or masculinity is so fragile. They're like I'm not fragile. It's like oh yeah. <laughs> we're not gas. We Jedi mind tricked you. <laughs> yeah. Je- the Jedi can't do that. Um, the, we're not gaslighting men into, into get freaking out. Like they're just freaking out. I know. Um, anyway. It's just, it's, it's, it's funny and tragic ugh. and it's just no, the agree. irony of all of it is just, it's, it's, it's palpable. If you don't, if you don't laugh, you gotta cry. Um, so they get, and yes, listeners, talk- I realize the irony, the way I'm using irony there is not actually the definition of irony. So you can go ahead and fuck off. I'm aware I'm using it more in the Alanis Morris set song irony version and not the actual the literal meaning is different than the intended meaning definition of irony so get off my ass about the fact that i'm not using the word irony correctly matt you're literally driving me insane i'm literally 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 Literally. so so fuck off they uh they get in touch with with uh Mia Van Wagner's best friend, Samantha Gilligan. Okay, by the way, who is that actress? Because she looks familiar as fuck. She looks like my ex-girlfriend. Is that why I think she looks familiar? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Hold on. Let me look. Okay, hold on. Because I was like, oh my god, she's in something. Her name is Zena Gray. She was in the Tim Allen Shaggy Dog movie. Nope, not that one. She was in In Good Company with Scarlett Johansson and Dennis Quaid. Nope. Uh, she was in Cheat Day. Nope. Okay. 
No, she just looks like your ex. No, she looks she like looks your like ex, like which is why I thought she oh, looked familiar. She was, she was the granddaughter in The Bone Collector. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, maybe. I just watched that recently. Hey, well, you know. So maybe it was that. But but this is like like even four years before. Yeah, like so a, it's like it's most child. likely the reason I thought she looked familiar is because she, <laughs> she looks, looks like, like my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So she she allowed Mia to use her computer. That's like why they're there. And, so they, they uh, good cop, bad cop her though. <laughs> oh God, Bishop like really bad cop. It's like, you fucking hitting the chat rooms, talking to men. Look at these pictures. <laughs> okay. So we have to talk about this. So they're, they're, trying, they're, they're trying to rattle her to feel like, okay, she used her computer. Who she's talking to? And she's like, she didn't use my computer. She doesn't use the internet, blah, 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 blah. So fucking Bishop goes rogue and commits a felony Yep, and then I have this in my notes. Why is he showing, he's showing a, an underage a, girl? He's showing a minor sexually explicit material of a minor. pornography. Yeah. Which is a crime. A very serious offense. Look at it! And Stabler rightfully has a, a re- response where it's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Not to the point where he's like, you just committed a felony. But he absolutely pump the, pump the brakes, bud. He absolutely just committed a federal yeah. crime. Um. In other in other notes, the poster behind her left shoulder just says the word music. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It's not. It's not Babylonian Bagel Boys. It's not Babylonian Bagel. It's like a picture of a woman. It looks like kind of an alt rock record cover, <laughs> and it just says music. Oh boy, you gotta hand it to the fucking the graphics design people that work Just on phone SBU. It, phoning it on in. Um, so how do we get to Prague? Uh, they track the IP. So she gives up the the email of the dude, and they of tr- the dude that she's she was corresponding with her boyfriend who loves her. Yes, who is Nick Too Shy, I believe. Correct. No, it's not Nick. They think it's Nick Too Shy. Oh no, no, it's, it's the other dude. It's the other dude. It's the guy the, that's the in boyfriend's Prague, English is really, really bad, and Nick Too Shy's English is like perfect. So they, so they, they think it's not Nick Too Shy, but they trace it to this dude named Tassig, Eric Tassig, uh, and they, who they lives track in Prague. His, yeah, they track his IP to Prague, and they're like Prague. As it, like, Prague, you know, like, in the Czech Republic, where it's like, okay, exposition machine, in case everyone yeah, doesn't thanks. know where Prague is, it's in the Czech Republic. And and Stabler asks out loud, like, oh, could Tassig be Nick Too Shy? Could they be the same person? And someone's like, well, one of them's name's Nick, and one of them's name's Eric. Well, they, uh, uh, 
this is is no, this the point the, where the English thing is this the point where yeah this is the point where they go back to the the squad room and Stabler yeah. has the uh, like the the whiteboard going with the pictures of all the victims love and it. suspects and love stuff like it. that and he's doing the the you know the the fucking homeland like string shit except with marker sure a beautiful mind yeah and uh, so they determine okay that's when they 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 reveal that Nick too shy can't be uh, Tazik because Tazik's emails. English is very clearly his second language. Nick Dushai, right. it's very clearly a, uh, a native speaker An of American, English. Yeah. Uh, they also, so how do they they get also to- mentioned that Tazig, Tazig is like very, very um, like charming, but they have his picture, his like mug shot up, and he, he looks like, like a pedophile. Ugh. Yeah, what a hottie. Spoiler alert. Uh, he is. So um, they, or excuse also, me, he's an aphenophile. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, aphenophile. get off my ass. What is it? A phoebe? A phoebe. A phoebe. A phoebe file. Was a phoebe. Um, but he's he's a he 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 makes a distinction later, and like when you are talking about yourself, that is never a distinction that you want to have to make. No, but I mean, I guess if you're if you're in that situation and you're trying to save whatever remote face you can. <laughs> The last slice of dignity that yeah, you have. Yeah, I was going to say, if, uh, if it's that important to you. They also say that they got they, they got a, uh, a call that, that uh, Gilligan, Samantha Gilligan, got a call from uh, Mia Van Wagner on like a burner cell phone right the, the day before she disappeared. And the other, uh, th- there were only three other calls made from that cell phone, and they were all to like a photo mat, right? So they were like, "Let's go check out the photo mat," and they because just... they think they think that she absconded to Prague, and she doesn't have a passport. So like, was she in the fucking luggage? I don't know. And so the photo mat thing is like, oh, they do passports there, right? Yes, yeah, they were like, oh, they do passport photos there. So they go down there, Bishop and Stabler. And they talk to one of the employees who's like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's like, the owner or the boss's daughter. The boss's daughter, Carrie. Yeah. So they go back to talk to him. He's like, this is a restricted area. They're like, nah, not anymore. Uh, let me see pictures of your kids. But they're like, I don't know if you can do that. And he's like, and Staples like, no, 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 I've got tons of pictures of my kids. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. So so he shows, first he holds up a picture of Mia, and he's like, is this your daughter? And he's like, no. The resemblance is striking, but no. And uh, and then he like gets in his face and and is like I want to see a picture of your fucking daughter you piece of shit and then fucking um, Bishop goes rogue and just like starts to cuff him t- take his wall he just takes his wall yeah they yeah. cuff him and then Stable just like takes his wall I'm like I, I all of this is going to get tossed yeah but uh, so so uh, his daughter looks nothing like oh uh, not even close but, she, but nothing like Mia Van Wagner but she does look like Samantha Gilligan. Um, I got oh, yeah. a little confused, a little confused at that. Um, and so it turns out they bring him in, um, and it turns out that he is like facilitating passports for young women to leave the country who want to fuck their boyfriends or something. It's like he's like a very niche market. Um, well, because his argument is like, look, she wanted to leave the country, helped her get a passport, whatever, like that. And so. <sighs> Bishop and this reminds me of like the kitty porn travel agent episode where John does. Munch. It does. Yeah. Uh, does, does his thing. But here's the thing where it's like they're 
uh, Bishop and Stabler are trying to get this guy, but he keeps being, like, he keeps having explanations that are, like, they're very clearly not true, but, like, it's difficult for them to, like, prove a lot of these crimes. Yeah, it and could then, hang a jury. And then here comes Pam Greer, and Pam Greer's... Oh, huge swinging dick. Pam Greer just, like, walks in, lays back in the cut, knows what's up. Like, she she has this wired from the start. She comes in, she's like, hey, uh, is this your daughter? And they show the picture. And he's like, no, it's not. He's like, okay. Uh, so she opens the, the thing. She's like, so this is a uh, a passport application that you filled out and signed. In your daughter's name. In your daughter's name. But this isn't your daughter. And the names are incorrect. And here's the birth certificate and everything like that. And here's her signature, which means that oh, you... Oh, and by the way, we're raiding your house right and it's like, And so you were falsely applying for a passport to give to a minor to help her flee the country, which is very serious. And uh, you know this other dude. He's like, no, I don't. And she's like, we already have all the kitty porn at your house. We're raiding it right now. You share kitty porn with her. You like, you like barter kitty porn for like passports and shit like that for money. And so, like, it, like it, it all falls down on him in about 35 and a half seconds. His, his last line is amazing, where she's like, I was helping. Is that a crime? Yes. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Especially when it involves child pornography. So they, they come out of this interrogation, and this guy's like, oh, just a puddle on the floor. They come out of the, this interrogation, and Cragen's like, hey, you got an up-to-date passport? And Stable's no, like, that was Pam I've never Greer. been out of New York. Pam, Pam oh, Greer was, was like, it was Pam Greer? detective, how have, how have you never had a pas- passport issued in your name? And he's like, I've never needed I've one. never been out of New York. Oh. And she's like, there's, there's a passport and a plane ticket waiting for you at JFK in two hours. You're going to Prague. I was like, okay, hold on for a second. I can appreciate the fact that we're supposed to assume that, like, okay, Pam Greer, she's a U.S. attorney. She can maybe pull some strings maybe with the State Department. Maybe, even though that's Justice Department versus Would, State Department. Wouldn't he have to sign, at least sign the form? He would sign the form and or get a picture taken specific that it could be on a passport. You need a very specific one. So that doesn't make sense. That would be awesome to be able to get a passport issued in two hours. Not to mention the fact that they don't issue those passports in New York. They issue them at various places. So even yeah. in best case scenario. They might do it in New York. Who knows? I mean, there might be an office in New York, I guess, that prints them or something. But I think it's like a centralized location. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. Because you, you send the applications to specific places. Like, I think the, the passport application, maybe they divide it into, like, quadrants. But I know I had to send mine when I was in Virginia to, there's, like, the office in Philly, which is weird. Mm. Not D.C., which, it's like, you know, the State Department is up the street could i not theoretically just take my application up to the state department be like can you just issue me this on the spot you know that would seem logical yeah <laughs> just walk into the state department and be like hey i have a passport application here's my picture and my old passport just give me a new one takes you an hour i guarantee it so we uh we then we got a commercial i would like to bring up two things about the commercials that i saw do it uh one of them, Ray Liotta is is hawking Chantix now. Do you see that one? Nope. Ray Liotta of being in Goodfellas is like the new spokesperson for Chantix, the quit smoking drug, which I've used in the past. Good, good for you. Yeah, just yeah. can't give um, it a full hearty endorsement, but uh, yeah, you know it was, well, it, was, it was effective enough. Um and. 
so that's like a big celebrity endorsement. And the other one is I saw a trailer for a show called New Amsterdam. Have you? Uh, seen yeah, that where show? It, is that? What, is that Matthew Fox? Is that fucking what's his name from uh, from Lost? I don't think so. It kind of looks um, like it. I have, I have. So so I have a couple of issues with this. One is I don't. It doesn't. Can't see. It's very easy so. to beat up on hospitals because they specifically like anyone that prioritizes billing over patients is fired. Right. It's like it's this whole fucking. Um, it's the like, new board of shadowy figures. It's just like hospitals. Yeah. So the Dr. devil. Doctor Max, Max Goodwin is the uh, is the main character's name, and he, he's played by Ryan Eggold. Eggold. Uh, so it's not Matthew Fox, but it kind of looks. It like kind of looks like it. But my other. So my other issue with it, other than like, oh god, fucking charging for medicine is the worst. Feel the burn. Is um, <laughs> is there was already a show called New Amsterdam. Do you remember the show called New Amsterdam? Sure don't. So in two thousand eight, it ran for eight episodes. So can't imagine why you wouldn't remember. Um, but it was about an immortal detective that lived in New York, and his name, get it? Because New Amsterdam, New York, right? Oh, I get it. I, it's just not good. Oh, just wait. His name <laughs> was John Amsterdam. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, really. Very, very stupid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's all. We come back from commercial, and uh, <laughs> they are definitely in Prague and not on a, against the green screen. I promise you. Okay, so, but here's the thing. Uh, in they definitely paid for everyone to go to Prague. Well, obviously, I know they didn't do that, but I was gonna say, where did they film this? Because like the scene in like the square, Greenwich Village. That doesn't look Greenwich Villagey. So they uh, they filmed it on. Um, I, I looked. I don't know this off the top. Did of Did they my do head, a, a fair amount of I set dressing? Up. Yeah, they they, okay. they redressed say... all the streets. Um, but but in in the village there is a street called Gay Street, which is U shaped, and so it kind of just goes in a circle. Um, and they dressed that to look like Prague. They redid the signs and stuff like that. Um, but the one shot of actual Prague is the first, um, the, the first establishing shot, which is against a green screen. So it's just them on a soundstage and digital Prague in the background, which looks fucking awful. Um, and so this is all from the, uh, the IMDb. Yeah, I figured they didn't fly everyone to Prague or anyone to Prague, uh, but I, I couldn't figure it out because I thought they did a pretty good job in terms of the set dressing. Yeah, they it, did it, do a good it job. It was believable. The, yes, so it, they did they did do a good job with the set dressing for the most part. When, during the chase scenes, it looked just like New York. Um, eh, I don't know. The, I, thought the, it, I thought it looked generically European. Sure, the cobblestones helped. Yeah, yeah, the cobblestones um, help. I think the and, the statues and they put helped all, and shit. They, like they put all the American extras in fur hats. Yeah, that helped. That helped a lot. Um, um, yeah, but it's fucking whatever. Like Stabler, you're going to Prague. It's like so many people are going to get beat the fuck up. Yeah, he's out of his fucking jurisdiction. It's like you, he um, is off the reservation. And he's paired up with this super foxy Czech detective. It's like Czech Olivia. Um, she's no, she's from Europol. Oh, Euro, yeah. What is Europol? It's the same thing as Interpol, like Interpol. but for the EU. Yeah. I see. Because even Stapler's like, "Why are you here? Uh, the Czech Republic's not even in the EU." And she's like, "I don't know." Europol, whatever. Whatever. 
You're asking too many questions, detective. Um, and so they By the go way, they to make the, the Czech Republic seem like I, I'm, if I were the Czech Republic, I'd be like Disneyland for pedophiles. Very upset about the fact that they made this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 does not paint them in a good light. They go to the consul uh, office first, and like he's an like, well, or like a customs attaché yeah, or something the, like that. Right. He's like, well, go find them. I guess I don't know what to tell you. Then they go to the red light district, which no, is like they tell the, them that there was like a, there was like a big development that happened whenever Stabler was on the flight, which is like the guys in the wind. Oh, right, 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 right. They had it. They it's they because had fucking something on him and the uh, the the friend of the victim. Or of the the exploited missing. I don't know. We're gonna get into. It. I I don't understand exactly the relationship between the 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 our, like our our resident bad guy and the older of the two girls. It's very confusing, and they. I think that they weren't related. I know they're not at all. I know they're not related, but in terms of whether or not, I, I we'll get to it. I I, I don't even know if I don't even know, even know if they knew each other because they just both bought passwords from that same. No, no, no. Psych. I'm talking about the girl that is with our bad guy that flew there, that got the passport to go there to be with him. Oh, yeah. They don't. Th- and the victim? Not the, vic- not the victim. Fucking. What's his, God, what's his name? The, the guy in the Czech Republic. Tar. Tars. Tarsig. Tarsi. Tarsig. Whatever the hell. And. Tasig. Tasig. And fucking the girl who has the friend who's a redhead. Yeah, uh, Mia. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. But it's not clear whether she is there because he is pimping her out for money. No, 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 no. So that's what that that's what their initial thought is. But there's right? there's go, inconsistent the... but there's inconsistencies in terms of the way that arguments are presented, which makes it seem like they want to have it both ways. In terms, I'll get to it when we when we get to it. But anyway, sure. So they go to they go to the red light district, and they're like, "Oh, all these people are underage." And but Sam anyway, was like, the re- arrest them. The reason that uh, he's in the wind now is because Mia's friend called Tasik or like sent an email to Tasik saying that the cops were coming for him, so they should. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Samantha Gilligan like blew the whistle on him. Yes, that's what's up. So they go to the red light district. Everyone's underage. Stabler's like, "What, dude? Arrest everyone!" And she's like, "I, I can't. The Czech police don't want to because they make more money writing tickets for the tourists who are parked illegally while fucking underage girls." And Stabler's head's gonna fucking explode, right? Because they're like, "Oh, the all the all the German tourists come in because it's like it's a border town. It's like the Juarez of fucking the Czech Republic." Uh, yeah, but that's the that's the sexual thing that they bring up. It's like all the German tourists come in because it's cheaper to buy children to fuck in the Czech Republic than it is in Germany, and then the cops get to write tickets and they make money off of it. So there you go. Yeah, um, and so again, if I were the Czech Republic, I'd be like, I want to sue NBC <laughs> yeah. Universal. De- defamation. Um, and so the uh, the before. Before Stabler's head explodes, she gets a call and she hangs up the phone. It's like there has been a major update in our case, and they go. It's to just this, around like, the corner. Yeah, they go to this like borscht vendor um, <laughs> who has who recognizes Mia because she's there all the time buying chocolate. So he's a chocolate vendor. 
But yeah, so they, they go to the, the chocolate vendor who is like, she's here every day buying chocolate. So they, they decide they're just going to like stake it out and wait for her to show up. Yeah, so so they they stake out, they like post people all around, and they find her like immediately. But she makes them. She like she she sees someone coming at her, um, runs and yells, "Eric, they're after me!" And then there's this like amazing chase through the streets of definitely not Greenwich Village. Okay, so here here is the part where I was like, I'm very confused. So and so now I'm gonna lay out and and run down my argument as to why I was very confused what the nature of the relationship between the two of them was. Okay. So. Because he fucking leaves her ass. There's that too. Um, Stabler arrives, and he asks uh, Foxy Europol lady, whose name I don't even remember. Like, oh, man. He's got the girl. He knows that we're after him. Why the hell won't... Why, why wouldn't he just run or like try to leave the Czech Republic? To which Foxy Europol lady is like, he has no incentive to leave, which then transitions us into the scene where she lays out how you can pimp out children to make money, implying that that's the reason why no one leaves is because there's too much money to be made here. Oh, I see, I see, I see. But if that's the rationale, and maybe you can argue that it's some sort of a Stockholm syndrome or something like that, that maybe that's why she's like, oh, I'm being tailed. Like, let's get out of here. But then later, Stabler, while during the chase scene, Stabler chooses to save the girl rather than go after the guy. And then later, Europol lady is like, you have now removed his only incentive to stay in the Czech Republic. And it's like, well, that doesn't make sense because the reason that you just said that he right. need, like, it doesn't, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't add up in terms of the way that the, the flow of the narrative goes where... It's like you say, like, she's, the reason he's not going to leave the country because he knows that the cops are after is because he wants to pimp her out and make more money. But at the that's s- what she thinks, at least. But it doesn't make sense, then, why he stays in the Czech Republic when he knows that they're after her anyway, when he can just slip over the border into Germany. I, I, I understand so now it, what it, you're... It, it blurs the line between, is this a scenario where she's just got, like, Stockholm Syndrome and he's pimping her out, but she thinks that he loves her? Or are they just, like like dating in like a weird fucked up way. I mean, both can be true, right? He could be pimping someone else out. He's like, he seems to be at this, like the center of, of a lot of child pornography stuff. I mean, um, that's true, but then you can't have it both ways by saying like, he has too much incentive to stay, but he has no incentive to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, so when, again, when like, again, the words, when, the words matter and it doesn't, right. it's, Again, we're watching it with a more critical eye than as opposed to if we just watched. Generally speaking, you know he's bad. He's staying or running or something. We want we cheer against him, but like it just doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, especially. Um, yeah, yes. Um, that was the point I was trying to make before, where it's like it's just it's inconsistent the way that they talk about it. Sure. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. So, how do they then find him? Oh, because they break her. Yeah, she uh, she gives it up. Where she eventually she like fights them on it, uh, and then they reveal that like all those pictures that were like the sanitized version of kitty porn are on the internet, and she's like begging them to like get them off the internet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
And then Stabler's like, no, we're going to get them all off the internet. I'm like, Stabler, don't make that promise. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, that's up there forever. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So like, so she she's like, oh, nobody's seen them, right? <laughs> Stabler is the only one that has the heart to be like, yeah, we're going to try to get them off. Uh, yeah. Um, also, I, I have to mention that when they're doing the chase scene, Stabler has like a wonderful like running through pigeons moment. Oh, I actually have that down. I was like, it's the classic like someone running through a European square, like running through pigeons. In every like European scene in, in American TV or cinema, there's always a scene where someone has to run through a like a pack of pigeons. Like we don't have them yeah. here. Like they're only in Europe. Yeah. Like a big open the, square in Europe. Like the Louvre. Yeah, like the Louvre pigeons or whatever. Like the Louvre pigeons or like the San Marco Square in fucking Venice. Yeah. Like that shit. Um, yes. And so when she's giving him shit, she says, you know, oh, why did you why did you save her and not go after him? Because there's another girl that's still missing. And he says, I had two choices. Save her or save him. When that is one choice. Come on, Stabler. That's true. He had two op- he had two options, not two choices. Two options, one choice. One choice, um, two options. Yeah. And so yeah, so they break her that they they tell her that he has shared these pictures with the internet. Um she's like, "Yeah, but no one's seen them." He's like, "Oh, honey." Um and he promises to like if he can get to the to the guy, to Eric, that he will find whatever sites he's hosted the the pictures on and get them like Taken down, removed, because that's how the internet works. Yeah, that's how the internet works. Although, I mean, to some degree, you can do that. Yeah, you can try. I think if I it's mean, child pornography, I think that you have a lot more license to remove it it's because not, it's, it's illegal. It's not going to get removed from any of the people's computers who have downloaded it. No, no, no. But I'm saying in terms of it being searchable. Yeah, and hosted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but no, it's. I mean, it's up there. It's somewhere forever. Somewhere Someone forever. has a Tor browser that you are going to be able to get it from. The um the I am always reminded of the um the line from the social network, the internet is not written in pencil, it's written in ink. It's very true. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Um, A movie that so, holds up more and more with each passing oh, I year. Love, I love that movie. It's the nerd Citizen Kane, man. It, it kind of is. Yeah, it has the same structure as Citizen Kane, which is like the story, the like going back and forth storytelling and like him just wanting love, the... Like she's his rosebud. Anyway, um, so they burst into Eric Tassig's uh, like lair, and he's everything like sleeping in, on a futon too. Yeah, everything in the Czech in in 
Prague looks like it's damp. It does. It looks like uh, basically like bombed out shitholes in Brooklyn before they've been renovated. Yeah, and and as they're taking him in, he's like, oh, you know, you you can get me because because that terrorism, right? Like your Patriot Act allows you to do this, so good for you. And I was like, well, yo, he's dropping some truth bombs right away. Yeah, it's uh, it's very Team America, World Policey. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, but the now, granted, uh, the if they're distributing child porn in America, I kind of yeah, like you don't really have a leg to stand of, on. Yeah, like there's something I don't know specifically if we should be able to go in and like raid people because I don't know. It's um, and and they then also again, we did so, fucking invade invade Pakistani airspace to kill Bin Laden, which I'm largely okay with in that instance. But I don't know yeah. where I draw the line. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's rough, man. Um, it's it's fuck. it's a line that I don't know how comfortable I am on either side of, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they also find his like stu- studio layer, which is I think the real reason that he was in Prague because he had a- have access to all these. Well, that he was sitting on like a, a other a, girls a fucking million videotapes that I think he had to move to at least ship. Yeah, he had because yes. they were all in and like shipping, like they were in like envelopes waiting to be shipped. And I think he was he just was waiting also... for like you know he should have done stamps.com. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for all of your child pornography needs. Why hasn't stamps.com <laughs> Why bother to advertise to... <laughs> on our show? Why bother going to the post office? What do they have to hide? They'll send you a, a digital scale. You get a hundred bucks worth of free postage, I believe. That might still be a thing with them. I don't know. It just seems like a, if you're a if you're a child pornography creator, it makes sense not purveyor. to go. Purveyor <laughs> of fine chi- child It makes sense not to go to the post office because you don't want anyone to know what's in there. Um, with the words, not penis cream stamped all over the box. <laughs> Plain brown so, packaging. And, sh- and she, uh, and she, she, ha- she ha- says the same thing as, as we all do, which is like filming the crime was the best idea we've ever had. She's like, why, why are the pedophiles so, so eager to film themselves breaking the law? It's never answered. Never answered. Um, but they, they, the uh, they, 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 Take him to an interrogation room, and yo, check interrogation rooms are horrifying. It looks like Abu Ghraib, really. It does, and so, um, so they're they like they like he just fucking Stabler just elbows him in the neck. Yeah, Stabler beats the shit out of this guy. Like, there's the but, there's an actual like check police officer that's in there, and then she just like dismisses him. He doesn't he doesn't she question sends him. him away. Um, and so as he takes the hit, he's like, why are you so obsessed with children? As though he too is a vigilante. He's like, I'm helping you. You have the addresses of all these people. He's like, oh, he's the Dark Knight. He is I mean, he's also entrapping all of these pedophiles. I mean, it's he's not wrong that they now have all the addresses, but not because he gave them up. Yeah. Um, and so, so, but he was like, well, the age of consent is like 15 in the Czech Republic. So like, I'm not doing anything wrong. She's like, she's 14. He's like, eh, she lied. She, she lied. He, she is lying. He like just shrugs up, like, ah, eh, she told a lie. I don't know. I believed her. Um, I need an idea. So, Come on. So they, uh, they send the so so Stabler Stabler gets him in the neck, and then they send the Czech police officer away, and she and the dude's like, oh, you need permission from this bitch to hurt me. I am not afraid of you because you are American. You cannot hurt me. And he like, fucking body slams him yeah. into the table he picks him up and like like wwe style like tries to put him through the table table doesn't break though so that hurts a lot i imagine 
And Saber's like, yeah, what'd you say to me? What'd you say to me? And she's like beating the shit out of him. He's like, what'd you say? What was that? What was that? What was that? What was that? Why are you hurting yourself? Why are you hurting yourself? Why are you hurting yourself? So I also wrote down, I was like, this is the worst strategy you could have because any information obtained via force is largely useless because it's the people give up information to stop being hurt. Sure. So it's just not effective. So, But they just run with the information they get, which happens to be true in this case which i'm like well that's yeah, yeah. actually torture not... torture is not really uh an effect although i suppose this is not of... like capital t torture this is like he, he's he's beating him up enhanced he's... interrogation right he's not they're not like waterboarding or something like that they're like they're paddling no, they're around just... a little bit so i feel like it's yeah. it's walking that line like look i this is terrible i know it's terrible but at the same time like i'm rooting for stabler here even though i'm like this is terrible like this is awful yeah, awful treatment they, of prisoners and you human really beings. can't root for the ch- the purveyor of fine child pornography no it's so it, it puts you in the position of like i'm either rooting for something that i'm against just inherently yeah um, but at the same so, time, like I'm okay with it in this case, and I you feel kind of sleazy about it. Yeah. Um, and so then they they discover that um, he was selling subscriptions to other child pornography websites. Like he was clearing twenty five thousand dollars a month or a year or something just in selling passwords to other porn sites. That right. were like kitty porns. Yeah, so they then go after this site that is, I guess, hosting the, the password selling. Yeah, they they uh, so so, so the comes idea, back to the U.S. at this point. Yeah, so let's 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 take a step back for a second. They they discover that this girl, the other girl that they're looking for, this younger girl, is uh, the star of a website called Amy's Little Secret, which is really fucking gross. And once again, there are pictures of her fully clothed, but like looking miserable. And it implies that there are many, many other pictures of her that are extremely fucking gross that we thankfully don't see. Um, and so, yeah, it's, the, like in the, later scenes, they show like a picture that is clearly like a screen cap of an actual porn. They're just showing. Oh yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they kind of just like cover up. The, some the parts yeah yeah um it was kind so, of like it was like wow y'all are really going that, for it here that, you? that was affecting yeah um and so they discover that the people who are hosting the selling the web hosting the website that sells the passwords to the other website are in new york so stable just goes back to new york yeah so he gets and then the tech guy explains how subscriptions work. He's like, so you buy a subscription to this website, and it gives you a subscription to other websites. Yeah, you buy a password, and you use the password for a bunch of different places. But like, oh, before I'm sorry, before he goes back to New York, they use the ambassador's Amex to buy a subscription to this site. Because fuck you, ambassador. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's this from? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! I've just lost my post. What the hell? Um, yeah. No, so they. Uh, so Stamet goes also, back to like, New York. Also, who killed this woman? At this point, I'm like, wait, there's been a murder. There's been two murders. Well, because they know the murder was by two Nikki. Shy, Nikki Too Shy, Too Shy Nikki guy. Nikki Too Shy, yeah. Whatever the hell his name is. Um, so Stabler goes back to New York, and Bishop is at his desk. And he's like, oh. At, at, at Stabler's desk. At Stabler's desk. And he's like, oh. Bishop says to Stabler, like, oh, welcome back. Uh, I'm supposed to take you down to the federal building, so let's go. And there's Pam Greer just 
wrangling up Federal Pornography Task Force so, is the subtitle. So many purveyors of child porn. And this is where the titular line of the episode is was like, oh, you've opened Pandora's box. Where it's like, okay. They use yeah. the information that Stapler got from this guy about the password thing to then find the people that were hosting that to find out how many people were hosting websites that were buying passwords from this company. So it's like they've shut down, was it like 15 or like 20 kitty porn sites and got yeah, all their and they subscription keep, lists. They keep mentioning like 63 in New York alone. You're going to have your work cut out for you. Yeah, so, like, it's actually one of the few moments in SVU where you feel kind of like there's a redemptive element to this where it's like, oh, good. Yeah, there's, like, a whole task force now, which yeah, is Yeah, cool. like, there's actually – not that there isn't in the normal episodes where it's like they go after, like, you know, the rapist or rapists yeah. of, like, you know, one to three people. But this, this is, like, is a like big, yeah, a big it's, thing. it's a ring that they're bringing down of, like – they eventually – they say, like, what, there's there's – like thousands and thousands of subscribers they've found. So yeah. they're presumably like going to go after 15,000 or something. Yeah. And they're like, well, Stable, we wanted you to be here whenever we brought down the people that are selling the passwords. Yeah. So they burst into this mansion and find this couple. And the first thing that they're, that they both have a line, the first line that the guy says is, oh, this is private property. And the other one's like, we don't know what we're selling. We're selling <laughs> passwords. And then Stable's like, you didn't know that it was a kitty porn set that was the site child.rape that's so fucked up man i that's dot, not dot rape that's what i'm saying like that's not an actual web address no there is no actual dot rape there is not which i just found hilarious the fact that they were like that beat you over the head with it really cuz they need to make it sure that like everyone in the audience knows that the people that they are arresting also knew <laughs> That they yeah. were selling passwords to, to child porn if sites. If there was, if there was per, potentially a different way for you to, deli- to to tell me that they knew, that would be ideal at this moment. If you just said childrape.com, that... No, 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 uh, you're not picking up on this. Matt, if, if there was a different way for you to tell me that they knew about the child abuse, maybe, oh. how, would you, how would you perform that? They knew! Thank you very much. That, that um, like so, scratches the shit so they, out of my throat whenever I do that. <laughs> they do a quick uh, like keyword search of their database because they kept meticulous notes. Uh, they do a quick keyword search of their that database. That I actually buy. People that are making money off of oh, this, totally. I imagine like totally. It's a, it's always a follow the money scenario. It's like the the whole like we got Al Capone on tax fraud. Like follow yeah. the fucking money. That's, that's well, that's how they get Nikki Two Shies. Yes. Um, so that so they they search for for the email address. They they come up with the name Nicholas Taylor, and there's no address, but there is a credit card number, and the billing address. So they follow that. So they go to the billing address. They knock on the door, and who opens the door but Amy, that little eight year old girl? And Stapler has uh, like a very good moment of where like he's processing all the information, and he's just like, okay, calm down, don't scare the kid. <laughs> Here don't kill anyone. Don't, or just kill someone, but not this girl. Uh, yeah. So they, he like talks to her very sweetly and is like, this is my friend. This is my badge. And she's like, why aren't you wearing a, a policeman's uniform? He's like, here's my badge. Why don't you take the badge? I'm going to go talk to your dad. Let me in the house. 
They go in the house. Bishop's like, hey, can you get show me the kitchen so I can get a glass of water? And then Stabler, like, as soon as the girl's out of sight, just, like, draws his weapon and is like, here we go. there's another cop that walk, comes in and, and uh, yeah, there's stands a, at the There's door. a guy that's in, like, the, the standard, like, blue uniform, like, beat cop-looking guy. And I'm like, well, he's about to witness a murder. Yeah. Um... And so, and like, this is my partner. This is my good friend, Bishop. If you if you if you mouth off to him, he'll shove child pornography in your face. Of yourself. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be very meta. Uh, so he goes up, and does Stabler actually discharge his weapon whenever he, like, because he, he draws his gun, he puts it so against he, the guy's so, head, and it right. looks like so he's going to kill him. The guy's asleep, Yes, he puts the gun to his head, he, like, there's this wonderful moment of acting where he's like, just fucking do it, just fucking do it, just do it. He's shaking, he, he's got the intensity. I think he does discharge his weapon into the wall. Or the floor. I couldn't tell if he discharged his weapon or if he just like banged on the thing, like started a little bit. Slammed a trash Because can. I kind of feel like if he discharged his weapon, he's going to be in a lot of fucking trouble. Yeah, it sounded like he did, but I also it also took me a surprise. But I I was you know I'm multitasking. I'm writing notes because because um, the guy like seems very disoriented, but not as disoriented as I think you would be if you heard a gunshot that woke you up out of a dead sleep. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Right by her, his ear. Yeah, that would be deafening to both of them, actually, because it's a very enclosed space. Um. Plus, yeah, then he puts the barrel of the gun against his forehead, which would also burn him. Right. Well, I. But in in the movies and TV, I think people kind of yada yada over that. That at least. I'm just saying. Um. No, they so normally play that up. The that the that the barrel's hot. Yeah, that's Maybe. that's straight out of the fucking Dark Knight. That's true. That's true. Um, the uh, the his first like perfectly when he timed, kind of perfectly timed laugh by Cassie. Yeah, when he, when he kind of uh, gets his wits about him, um, he says she betrayed me, referring to Amy, which is like that's yeah. So so this, fucked up. I I have to give credit to the actor that plays the the father or the. Whatever Father, the fuck he is, rapist guy, yeah. Because this was one of the more unsettling scenes in TV or film that I've seen in a while. Because this argument is basically like, you know, like you, you know, you can come and arrest me, but did you ever consider the fact that maybe you, you're the weird one? But he's saying yeah, it in not a so way they, that, it, but he's saying it in a way that doesn't seem like he's just trying to the, pawn this off as like his his defense he's like he seems like he genuinely believes oh he it. believes it yeah Th- this is when they take him to the um to the interrogation room yes which is almost immediately after they arrest him like yeah they take him in his lawyer's like don't please don't say anything get alexander cabot in here and he's like why would you get cabot in here i've done nothing wrong because i'm fine yeah and it's he delivers his whole monologue and he does it very well, and to the point that it's it's very I, yeah, disturbing it's wonderful. to watch. Where it's basically like, I'm not the weird one, you're the weird one. Like it wasn't that long ago that we, as a society, said that like interracial marriage was something that was wrong. It wasn't that long ago bef- that we executed homosexuals for being homosexual. Like there are hundreds Which and is- thousands of us. How do you not that you know about? How do you not know that there's not more and that you are actually in the minority? How do you know? That, you know, call it in how many years that 
things aren't going to change. Like, we're always going to be here, and you're not going to do anything to change that, which makes you, which I kind of equate to kind of like the the Nixon-era war on drugs, where it's like, well, that was always going to fail because yeah. the demand is always going to be there. So, like, the fight against child pornography is always going to be a losing battle because there's always going to be a demand for it. There's always going to be a demand. So you're never um, going to eliminate it. That doesn't mean it. that we shouldn't... shouldn't no, 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 no. That's it. not what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's like, it's like whenever you think about it, like, yes, you're doing good work whenever you are shutting down all these sites and you're bringing people in. But, like, it's never going to cease because people are always Correct. going to be fucked up, which is just, like, really and depressing when you really think about common, it. That's a really common uh, defense from the, if you can call it, pedophilic community, and also people who want to discredit the LGBT community they, by lumping them in with pedophiles. Like, you see Russian bots online all the time being like, pedo rights, LGBTQP for pedophile. Uh, that We're just, we're a paraphilia just like everyone else. And uh, that's super fucked up, and I hate it. Uh, not aware of that, but that's fucked up. Yeah, very, very, very awful. But yeah, this guy's performance is like haunting. Amazing, amazing. Um, the guy, the guy who plays Nicholas Taylor, his name is Stephen Gevadon. Gevadon, um, and he is just a great actor. He hasn't been in a, a ton of really famous things. He was in an episode of Nurse Jackie, an episode of Rubicon. Um, he was in. Ooh, who was he in Rubicon? He was someone named Dia. Sure. Yeah, um, and I enjoyed that show. Don't remember him. The Steven Spielberg War of the Worlds as neighbor with lawnmower. He's like, I I wish that he got better roles because he's awesome. His first role was uh, as Klingon number one in an episode of Star Trek Deep Deep Space Nine. Oh, how about that? That's a shame that yeah. this guy doesn't get more work because his he's awesome. performance here is great. I don't know why. Yeah, he's he does not a really good getting more. He does a really good version of there are dozens of us dozens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, but it's, he's chilling. It's disturbing. It really, I mean this whole episode, like it's, it's so full of like the ups and downs of like the ups of like, we, we enjoy successes as a, as what they're doing. Yeah. But then also like we, we enjoy Stabler beating up the bad guy, but then we also realize that like, Oh, this is bad. Cause Stabler's beating up the bad guy. And then we get the successes of like we saved the one girl, we saved both girls. But then also like the 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 yin and the yang of that is like, but there's also the dude that is pointing out the fact that like you will there are dozens of us, dozens, and it's just like well the sheer pointlessness of this task is palpable on some level. Yeah. Like it's just it's uh, all over the map, but like in in a way that is not bad. In it's a way not sloppy. It's yeah, not yeah, sloppy. Yeah. It's it's calculated debate that they're trying to stir and that is that is there's nothing that exemplifies that more than um than the, the last scene, scene yeah. which where they go to ohula ohula Hanskis or whatever <laughs> the fuck bar and he's drinking with bishop and bishop's like oh so you got kids of your own he's like four i'm like four i thought you had eight um and he's like you must love your job um so much and He's like, no, I hate it, and that's why I have to do it. That's what makes me good at it. And then he like does a steely gaze, and then walks away. And then walks away. Yeah. So it's again, it was it was a really really good stapler episode. Like a lot of good. I don't want to say necessarily growth, but more 
exploration as to why Stabler is the way that he is. And it's it's one of the rare episodes that I feel like this was as bleak as it was given the the final notes in the interrogation of like there are dozens of us, literally dozens. Like this is one of the rare instances where it feels like this was a total win for SVU. I feel like oftentimes uh, in, in terms of the quality of episode. Quality of episode, but also the fact that like they bring down just like the sheer volume of pedophiles oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. people that are Big. consume child porn that they bring down. Like everything's it's it always they're like the small victories, but the important victories of like we put this rapist away or we put mm-hmm. away this child abuser. But this is the one where it felt like the the broad scale of what they were doing and the resources they brought to bear, like paid off in a huge way where mm-hmm. it, it was bigger than the universe than SVU was actually. Yeah, in. yeah. It like spurned a task force. It got a bunch of things. Yeah, they were playing on a much bigger stage than they anticipated playing on, and they were successful in doing it, which gives you more of a sense of hope, for me at least, watching it, where it's like, great, they actually affected change on a large scale. And maybe, again, maybe we're just tainted by today's environment yeah, where like you want maybe. change on a large scale for the better as opposed to the worse. Uh, so it felt like a minor victory for non pieces of shit. Uh, I don't know, but like I, it, watching it, is, I it just, I got a feeling of like, and everyone was doing a re- really good acting work. Um, there weren't any super illogical, illogical holes. I mean, there were, there were illogical holes, but I could overlook them because the performances yeah. were better. Moments. They were better than um, average in terms of the performance, so like it felt elevated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is our episode for this week, Law & Order SVU Season 4, Episode 15, entitled Pandora. Just one bit of trivia. Regular writer Michelle Fazekas was the, the producer's assistant on The X-Files and likes to include references to the show in her SVU episodes. For example, in episode 415, Pandora, a character was named after X-Files writer Vince Gilligan. It was the, uh, it was oh. the, the friend. Uh, yeah. and, a pe- and the pedophile used Nick Tushai's online chat to children. Tushai was the nickname of a fat-sucking monster in the episode of The X-Files uh, with that title, Tushai. Um Hmm. Also, George Wong's character is given as 2317616, which is the same badge number as Agent Scully. Huh. Yeah. How about know. that? Yep. That's that's what we got. Very interesting. So tune in next week when we view and review Law and Actually, Mock. You know, we, should, we should not say next week. You should say... In two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Two we should, we should alter our thing. I know we've yeah. said it before. We should just change. It's, it's, it's every two weeks now, guys. So tune in in two weeks when we will be viewing and reviewing and lovingly mocking Law & Order SVU Season 4, Episode 15, entitled Tortured. A, Tibet, a Tibetan woman who was tortured in her home country is found murdered with her foot missing. And after an exhaustive search of, of potential subject, the killer is a victim of torture herself. She was just trying to get her foot back. <laughs> Um, yeah, 
So that's going to be fucking weird as hell. That'll be a good one. So, uh, listeners, we would love it if you guys could uh, do us a solid and give us a rate and review on iTunes. Uh, five stars would be great, but if it's yeah. uh, if it's less, that's fine. Just let us know what we're getting wrong. We will read all the reviews, uh, good or bad, on the air, even if they're super bad or trolly or whatever like that. Yeah, I'll go whatever. on tilt for a while. It'll be fun. It'll be good for everyone. Uh, you can, love it. Yeah, you I can. Uh, you can also tweet at us uh, at SVU Podcast. Uh, we also have a Gmail that you can write in. Again, if you tweet at us or if you send us an email, uh, we will also read it on the air. But the email address is specialviewingunit at gmail Yes, indeed. And we have a Facebook run by the intrepid Sydney Strobel. Thank you very much, Sydney. Thank you, Hi. Sydney. Hi. And um, yeah. Just keep the convo going, and so uh, so we know that you're out there. Uh, so until next time for Law and Order Special Viewing Unit, I'm Aviv Rubenstein, and I'm Matt Reuter. We will see you guys in two weeks. Gun gun. gun. gun.